Welcome to 10 Minute Money. I'm John Dyer. I am a financial advisor with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. This week I'm joined by Ruth Young, who is the Vice President of Mortgage Banking at Superior Bank in Troy, Michigan. Ruth and I are going to talk about some things you can do if you want to buy a house or feel uneasy about selling your house first. Uh, We're going to talk about some things you can do. How are you doing, Ruth? Hey, I'm great, and I'm so excited to be here as a guest on your show today. Yeah, I'm glad glad you're here, and uh, I'm going to jump right into it. It's a really crazy housing market right now. A lot of people are afraid of selling their house right now because they don't know if they're going to find something because the the market is, the inventory is so low right now. Um, so that's why you're here today. You can give people some tips from your perspective you've seen i mean how many how many mortgage closings have you done do you think this year or how many mortgages have you written do you think this year just ballpark you know i lose count but <laughs> <laughs> as many as i can yeah and not as not a, not enough because buyers are just having a really hard time finding properties because sellers are afraid to list their properties because they're afraid they won't find something. So it's a really crazy time in the market right now. And sometimes I'm writing um, three or four mortgages practically just to get one closed because they're not securing the houses. They're writing offers and they're not accepted. So it's a tremendous amount of repeat work for the same client for me, for the realtor. It's, it's a very frustrating time. So um really hoping that we can inspire some people to get bold enough to list their house that do want to make a move. Maybe we can come up with some ideas that would prompt some people to sell. So Ruth, tell me, how do people get an offer accepted and compete with multiple offers right now? Well, it, it is, is a vicious cycle because sellers are afraid to list, so there's a real inventory shortage. And then there's massive amounts of buyers that are vying for the same property. So when, especially a new buyer going to the the market, they're hearing you have to write over list price. You have to basically give the seller the moon (laughs) to get their property. But um, until they experience it a couple of times, maybe on on a few houses that they lose, they don't really get just how much of a seller's market it is. So in order to secure a house in this crazy seller's market, buyers are offering over list price, um, 10,000, sometimes 100,000 over list price. I just have a client that wrote 75,000 over list price on a Traverse City property and did not get it just this week. It's it's insane. So offering over list price is key. Um, Appraisal guarantees. So um, buyers are... Since houses are going for such escalated prices, sometimes they're having trouble appraising because the the value isn't keeping up with the price escalation that's happening on a monthly basis. So buyers have to give appraisal guarantees where they'll say, sometimes they'll say, we don't even care what it appraises for. We, we're not, it's not contingent on appraisal. We're going to buy it. That's a, a great buyer with tons of money to, to work with. But some buyers don't have that much disposable money. So they may offer like a ten dollars or $20,000 appraisal guarantee where, okay, we're going to pay this amount of money for the house, 
but if it doesn't appraise for our price up to 10,000, 20,000, we will guarantee we'll throw in that extra money into the pot and cover that variance. Now I have some very creative ways to make up for that appraisal variance that we won't get into now, but I can talk to you in detail with buyers to help in that area. Uh, third thing that buyers are doing is uh, a escalation clause. So they may offer 10,000 over list price, but with an escalation clause to go another 10 or 20,000 over list price with another legitimate verified offer. So for example, you know, they're 10,000 over list price, but, but if someone comes in a few thousand higher than them, their offer automatically will go over that offer. Oh, okay. You know, but they, but it can't, it has to be verified. There has to be, a, they, they have a cap. So is there a cap that yeah. they can set on yeah. it? So it like, we'll, we're willing to go to this. Mm-hmm this level that like so that's 10, interesting 10,000 20,000 you know whatever depend, depending on the house and the circumstances you know but there usually is a cap we will escalate our offer up to 10,000 for example over any other you know if you get a higher offer so it has to be a verified offer the sellers just can't say they have an offer and it has to be a pre-approved buyer so they're very careful that selling agents are very careful with those stipulations to protect the buyer but yes um, giving the seller free occupancy after closing and I mean I'm seeing 60 90 days free occupancy after closing so the buyers are saying we'll let you live in the house you know as as long as you need maybe to, to find your next yeah, house <laughs> to find your next house yeah and you don't have to pay us you know usually it's common practice for the sellers to rent back the house if they need or stay right. in after closing um no longer so you basically give them whatever they want you write them a letter you send them pictures of you and your family i recommend even doing videos of you and your family and presenting it with your offer um, I go the extra mile and call the listing agent on behalf of the buyer and discuss the, how qualified of a buyer we have, what a smooth process it's going to be with me and with Superior National Bank. So, um, you know, I'm also helping that buyer's right, offer right. get looked at. So, you know, we've got offers over list price. We've got escalation clauses in case they get higher offers. We've got appraisal guarantees. We've got... Um, you know, free occupancy, letters, videos, pictures to accompany the offer, um, and offer your firstborn child, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes that might work in this market. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. But that's what it takes. Yeah, yeah. So so those are some really good, really good tips. So what, what are some things that people, like you, I, we had talked, you and I had talked because we're kind of going through the same thing right now. And you had some good advice to me. Uh, and one thing I like about you is you, you talk, if, if you get a, a good mortgage banker like Ruth, she's going to work with your realtor uh, as well, right? You have yes. good, you good relationships with a lot of realtors and, uh, w- what difference does that make having a really good realtor and a and a really good mortgage banker like yourself? Well, there are many lenders out there that just give a buyer a pre-approval and that's it. And then when you find a house, we'll talk. And and these buyers are just out there blind. And they have, you know, they finally, when they secure a house, they have no idea what it's going to cost them even monthly and at closing. They're looking at writing offers and they just don't have even the 
a clue on how to structure it to really make it the most aggressive offer that they can. It takes a village to buy a house, it takes a village to sell a house, it takes a village in this market. So you need a lender that's working as a team with you and your realtor and that, you know, that's someone like me. I put in so much work just to get a buyer from point A to point B to, to buy a house and people that want to sell their house as well, where I'll run numbers, I mean, sometimes on 20, 30 different scenarios and do three-way calls with the buyer and the, their selling agent just to get the right offers written, you know, where we can brainstorm and I can come up with ideas that can, you know, really allow them to write the most aggressive offer they can and come up with ideas that a buyer or a list or a selling agent would never think of. You know, then again, me working with the listing agent as well. So if you have someone that's going to go that extra 10 miles to help a buyer secure a house, it means, you know, it makes a world of difference. Plus a realtor that knows their business, that know, knows the other realtors, that sometimes even has inside scoops on houses that are going to come up on the market so they can maybe navigate some of those transactions before houses even list, you know, hit the, the market. That's all crucial. Yeah, I would say in this type of market right now, you need all the advantages that you can get. And working with really reputable real estate agents and mortgage bankers, that's that's what you need right now in, in this market mm-hmm. it, to, to get an, an advantage on all the other people out there right now because things are so tight in this in this market so and name recognition so for example i've been in this industry for decades most people in this area know me or have heard of me or my bank and that you know speaks volumes when these offers are being written right right and what about some things that people can do to get ready if they are looking right now that but they uh, they can't really buy a house unless they sell their house first. What What are some things they can do to get get ready uh, right now? Yes, I, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that would love to move, but they just are afraid to list their house and not find somewhere to go. Right. And and if we can have conversations now, and if I can have conversations with you know anyone that's even considering making a move now or in the next year or two it's good to start the conversation now and you know you'd be surprised at the different techniques there are so you you know really have your house ready to list i literally just spoke with a buyer yesterday that loves another house they want to write an offer but they need 3 weeks to get their house ready you know so they're they're going to do some floors and painting things like that you should have that ready now have it ready, even have the pictures ready, have the listing ready to go. So get your realtor on board, get a listing ready to go so you can write an offer and say, look, here's my house. It's going on the market within hours of this offer being accepted. Um, This particular home I'm referring to yesterday was in a very hot city where it probably will sell within a day or hours or, you know, like as the market's going. So if they were ready, it would be a non-issue, and especially when you've got reputable 
realtor working for you, talking to another reputable realtor. They know each other. They know how they work. They know that they're going to price the house right. They know what the house, they can actually see the pictures of the home so that the listing agent on the house you want to pursue can be very comfortable to say, that's okay. We're going to, you know, take a contingent offer. We know it's going to be a non-issue. But short of that, if you if you don't want to, you know, take that step, I mean, you can actually list your home to sell, but make a the purchase of it contingent on you finding a property of your choice. So that could give you, you know, an indefinite amount of time for you to find a property. And there's so many desperate buyers out there right now that some buyers will, would be glad to take an offer like that. They love your house. They're going to give you the time you need to find a house and and be happy to be out of the market and have something secured where they know they're going well you have the time to find the home of your choice and that has worked out great i've seen that work out perfectly many times for sellers and buyers i, I did just have one last week where unfortunately after several months the seller said we can't find anything and the offer was you know null and void they asked they exercised their clause of um, finding a home of their choice or so they that buyers disappointed and back in the market but you know it did protect the seller and and it was you know a very um, secure situation for the seller and the buyer the buyer is the one that lost out but they'll find something else yeah so even if you are the seller you still do have some leverage it's your house mm-hmm. and and you can do something like this to 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 hopefully find something but if like in that case if you can't find anything then you're just where you're at still no 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 harm no foul so i think that's really good advice and and maybe it'll get some people to start the process work find a good realtor have them walk through your house and tell them what you need to update you're going to have to probably make a trip to Home Depot and buy some paint and do all those things that you've been putting off for five years, <laughs> you know, fix that doorknob and, and all that, uh, all that. It's so funny when, cause I know someone who recently moved and, and he's painting his, do- all the doors in his house right now to list his house. And he, and he, he was like, yeah, my wife has been telling me to do this for like five mm-hmm. years and I wish I would just did it five years ago. And now here I am, we've already, they've already moved and you're, you're painting it for the next person. So at least get to enjoy it yourself, exactly. you know, That's so right. go do those home projects right now. But, um, um you know, I, I wanted, wanted to add in another couple of quick things about, um, sure. you know, buying getting people out there to buy there is um options like bridge financing um where you can buy without selling you know where we can bridge you the equity in your home um there's ability to borrow against retirement accounts to you know basically come up with your down payment to buy a house so there are a lot of options if you want to get out there and buy without selling so you know without going into a lot of great detail call me and let's talk about those things as well yeah i would say those are really good things and if you're thinking about uh borrowing from your 401k or ira to make a home purchase that's totally fine to do it but you should consult with uh, your financial advisor first you want to make sure you can pay that back, especially with uh, your IRA. If you're borrowing from your IRA, you, you do only have, I believe it's 60 days to pay it back or else you could get hit with some pretty big tax penalties if you're under 59 and a half years old. 
So depending on your situation, uh, depending on how much money you're going to get from your house when you do sell your house, uh, that's something that uh, I do think you should look into, but you need to consult your financial advisor, consult your mortgage banker, consult your your realtor, and get a good game plan. You're going to have to talk to a few people, talk, you know, talk to your spouse about it, and 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 figure out what's right for for you in that situation. It's it's not like a, a one size shoe fits all type deal. So everybody's right. different. Everybody's situation's different. But uh, those are those are good things to look at. So I think I think that kind of covers the buying and selling. What about uh, uh, what things have you seen gone go wrong with with mm-hmm. some uh, mortgage banks out there? With what, do you have any horror stories or anything like that? Always, there's always horror stories, and and really, it just takes. Um, you know, no, working with a professional. Like I said, I've done this for 30 years, so I know all the ins and outs. I know the guidelines. I know what it takes to get a mortgage. And there's, um, you know, and I take the time to research everything for every particular buyer because every every case is different. Um, unfortunately, there's so many people out there. Just like, like there's a lot of there's some great realtors, and then there's a lot of bad realtors. There's some great mortgage lenders and then there's some bad ones so you just want to make sure you're dealing with someone that that's taking the time you know to to work with you to really put your transaction together someone that knows what they're doing not just someone that's selling an interest rate so it's a kind of a misconception that we're going to shop around and just get the lowest rate rates are rates so every lender on any given day the rate is what it is you know, I mean, within a very small variance, it's not like there's one lender has a better rate than another. Um, but you find a lot of lenders that will act like they have a better rate, and you know that, but things are not fully disclosed or ex- explained to the buyer, or suddenly, oops, the rate went up, things like that. So you, you know, it's it's shocking for an individual, a professional that's really going to work on your behalf and do the a exceptional job for you and do it right for you not someone that's going to promise you oh we're going to give you you know a lower rate than anyone else that never works out you know and then i hear appraisal issues where you know you know some lenders just don't have a great pool of appraisal so that there's huge appraisal issues that's not the case with with me and with with my bank i mean we have the best appraisals in our pool that we could work with the values there we're going to get it and we're known for that so um underwriting procedures. I mean, we have in-house underwriting. So I, I had a loan submitted yesterday morning and it was cleared closed by yesterday afternoon. That's normal. Wow. So, yeah, as opposed to, you know, sometimes weeks and, and not making closing dates or having last-minute problems. I Unfortunately, I get calls almost on a weekly basis. Can you save this deal? Because this lender overlooked this guideline or this guideline and now we, we have a problem. Right. You know, so it just um, shop for a professional that's going that you know and trust, and and you know your intuition tells you who. It's not well. I'm going to save you a little bit on your interest rate. That that's that ultimately that doesn't work out anyway. It all comes out the same when when everything's on paper and writing. Shop for someone you know you can trust that that is experienced and that you. 
you know, you get the feel is going to really be going to bat for you. Right. So speaking of interest rates, when should people look to refinance? Well, I mean, anyone that's even in the high 3% range might be a good candidate to refinance. Now, rates have gone up a little bit, but they're still in the very low threes, high twos, depending on the program. Um, some people are refinancing to combine a first and a second mortgage, you know, and, and saving money that way. Some people are pulling equity out of their home for home improvement, you know, kids going to college, money is really cheap. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons to look to refinance. Some people are pulling cash out to buy a second home in another state. Um, so, and, you know, it's never worth, it's never a waste of time to just have a conversation. Um, you know, I just talked to a guy this week that's at three and a quarter percent. He's, it's not a time to refinance him right now, but I have him can, in this, you know, list with other people I'm watching. The time might come up. So it's always a good time just to check it out, see if it's a good time. If it's not, we watch, we watch the mortgage for you. Yeah, uh, home equity line of credit is another one where people will have home equity line of credits. Usually, typically in my experience, there are a little bit higher interest rates on a home equity line of yes. credit. And sometimes uh, right now the interest rates are so low, I'll tell people, hey, look to refinance your house and get a lower interest rate to pay off that home equity line of credit. You'll still have that home equity line of credit, true? Absolutely. You can still pay it off and still have that home, have that credit available in the future if you need it for for home projects. I also tell people with the home equity line of credits, I know you can use it on anything, but I, I tell people try to use it on, on your home and home improvements um, because it's it's really, people can get into some, some tricky situations when they're using it for investing and that kind of thing where I've seen, th- I've seen kind of the other end where the market's been great right now. We've, we, the last year we've seen one of the better, uh, I guess, stock picking markets where anybody can pick stocks right now. But if, if you go back like 10 years, 15 years, uh, we, we had that uh, similar thing. And then the market turned for, for a long time and people were upside down and, just don't want to see people lose lose their property on on a investment that they pulled money out of their house for. But so last thing I wanted to cover, I get this question a lot. People are people always ask me, should I pay off my mortgage? So what do you say to that uh, when when people ask you that right now? I tell them to check with their financial advisor <laughs> and their their accountant. You know because there's benefits to having a mortgage. The money's cheap, so um, you know it, it. It takes a team in that case too to make, to decide what is the best plan. You know, I have people that have paid off their mortgage, and now they're coming back to me wanting to take money back out. You know, regretting they paid off their mortgage. And then I've got people that pay it off, and that's it. You know, so it, you got to look at all, you know, at angles from a tax perspective, from a financial planning perspective. From a lifestyle perspective, so. yeah, I I think you you have to. This is where you have to have a good financial advisor that has your best interest in mind. You you have to work with an independent fiduciary because they're going to tell you what what the best course of action is here. And 
I think it's it's not a one-size-shoe-fits-all scenario here either. Sometimes it's good to, I think for retirees to have your mortgage paid off generally, when you get to retirement, you don't want to have a lot of expenses. I always tell people it's not always how much money you have in retirement, but it's how much you spend in retirement. And and get a good financial plan done for yourself so you, you know the different scenarios. I do this for people all the time where we'll run a bunch of different scenarios and, and figure out what, what the best course of action is. But But generally right now, Money is very cheap to borrow, so I'm recommending people just borrow money to for for the mortgage, and you can all you can also write off some of that interest, uh, your your mortgage interest at tax time too, which kind of makes the interest even lower, the interest rate even lower, where you can't do that on on borrowing money other in other places. So, and Ruth had a good point. Sometimes people will pay off they're really they really want to get their mortgage paid off uh and uh they'll pay it off and then something happens and then they need the money i don't want to see that happen so number one you want to have a a cash reserve of three to six months worth of expenses in cash i know people don't like that because the cash doesn't get you much but it's a safety blanket. It's insuring yourself. You want to have that first. You want to make sure your retirement savings, your retirement buckets filled up or being filled up. Now, if you have extra money after that, then it's a good time to pay off your mortgage, generally speaking. Well, so. I want to add that I'm, I'm taking a lot of 30-year fixed mortgages and refinancing them on the 15-year fixed mortgages because the rate is so low on the 15-year. Now, their monthly payment might go up you know, sometimes two, three, four hundred dollars a month, depending on the loan size. But a lot of homeowners love that option because they're shaving off. You know, depending where they're at on their thirty year, they're shaving off years on their mortgage. Sometimes cutting it right in half, and just for a little extra, so maybe you know, a few less trips to Starbucks every month. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, those Starbucks add up. I know you can't get out of there for twenty. No. You know, but but now they you know they are going to get that mortgage paid off, so they're planning. You know, especially people. You know, we're talking about you know borrowers that might be in their you know forties or fifties planning now to get that mortgage paid off in time for retirement with very little change. And actually, if you know if you are a borrower that maybe is in your forties and fifties and you've paid ten years already into a mortgage, for example, going to a fifteen-year fix, sometimes the payment even drops. You know, wow. but, but you're shaving off, you know, maybe five, ten years right off the bat. Then if, if I keep you on the same payment schedule you're currently on, um, which means you're even paying extra, you can pay it off sometimes in five years, seven years. You know, so, right. so we can really brainstorm to, to make this cheap money work for yeah, so there's some. Uh, so that's a good point too. You can you can shorten the length of your loan, get a get a better interest rate. Sometimes maybe maybe even pay less a month. So it's it's good to look at that stuff. You should always reevaluate. I would say your your mortgage and everything. I'd say every five years, five ten years, just take a look at where rates are at, especially lately because the rates have have dropped. And, and just kind of see where you're at. Talk to a financial advisor. Uh, talk to a great mortgage banker like Ruth. So, Ruth, 
thank you for for your insight today i hope this helps some people that might be on the fence about moving making the jump uh, you can find me at Royal Oak Financial Advisors, uh, dot com. I've got info there, and there's a lot of great tools there where you can use uh, to help answer some questions and good articles and other podcasts, money podcasts to help you. Ruth, where, where can people find uh, out some more information about yourself if they have questions? So um, give me a call. It's, um, Ruth Young, 248-872-9227. Go to my website, superiornationalbank.com, and um, look, look up my name. That's, that's great. So, Ruth, thank you again for, for joining me today. Uh, keep in mind, everyone, this is for educational purposes only. And thanks, thank you for listening, and see you next time. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money Podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 